This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, what do you say we do a podcast? We knock this baby out of the park. Al Dukes, Tom Izzo, thank you. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, yeah, Jerry. So I did a a poll on Twitter today uh, about something that we talked about on the warm-up show, which comes after the post-game podcast. Uh, But I asked people if they could only watch one game this evening, Jerry, if they would watch the Knicks-Bulls or the uh, Cardinals-Packers. And they're pretty close. Uh, the Cardinals Packers won out, but not by a lot, fifty-seven percent, which a means forty. Pretty good number. About forty-three percent of people watching the Knicks yeah. uh, tonight. That's that's. I a, think the Knicks will get a number. Knicks will get a good number tonight. Yeah, I really believe that. All right, uh, a couple things. You know, here in the building, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but here in the Go building, <laughs> we have various garbage cans. Right? Yeah, we have a garbage. We have a plastics, glass, uh, that recycling, and then we have paper recycling. Right. You know, I I like to be very diligent with my recycling. Uh, I did see yesterday when the guy was coming through to empty the garbage, he grabbed the paper bin and just dumped it right in with all the other garbage. Yeah. So what are we doing? Right. It's for show. But I know our company is very into cutting down on paper. In fact, I think there's like a mandate that by 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 some certain time of year or next year, whatever it is, that we've got to cut down on a percentage of paper. Really? Yeah, for the environment. I don't even... I mean, I, you do for the commercial copy. you really print anything other than no, that? No, and I would love to get to a point where the commercial copy isn't printed, where I can just shoot it to their to their computer the screen. screens, which yeah. I'm sure I'd get to at some point. I know. I don't I don't print out anything. Yeah, I, I don't really either. Don't. Yeah, I don't print anything out anymore either. Even game notes, I basically, for Rutgers, they're given to me, usually on the road the day before, or when I get to the arena, they're there. But I usually just download them and read them off the screen and work off the screen. I agree. So I more so, I think like during the pandemic and working from home, that's when I start. I used to print stuff out here, right? But then I don't even honestly I don't even need my office. I'm not. In, I go in there to put my bag that's in there. It. You're never even in there anymore. Then I'm not in there anymore because I'm not on that computer doing work. I do work at home, right? And then I come in. I come right into this studio to to start prepping a warm-up show. Right into the main control room. Right into the control room, back to my office. My office right now is just a place where I leave my uh, coffee supplies and snacks. Yeah. It's almost like all you need is like what I have. I've got the little, uh, what do you call it, the filing cabinet. Yes, if I had a, Perfect. a, a locked filing, is yours lockable? I have a lock. I would love like that. Like I left my yellow pepper in there yesterday. <laughs> oh, good job. I didn't need sure. it yesterday. I'm like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to leave it out anyway. I'll put it in this way and bring it back and forth to home. Correct. So it worked to end my Apple. But I also don't want to give up an office. You know what I mean? Oh, Jerry? I don't blame you. So if It they, is a shared office, though. It is shared office. It's me, not like Eddie. You would, if you lost, like, what Craig had or Boomer yeah. or G, like, that's an office. Right, or your individual office. Yeah. Right, I'm in an office with it's me, Eddie. Uh, Bobby was in there when he used to come into the office. And the then Kaplan, there's, right? And there's a video editing uh, digital guy back there. Sure. Kaplan. Kaplan is his name, Jerry. Kaplan. Uh, okay. Uh, also, uh, a lot of people have been commenting, like, when I put out a photo. I put out a photo from dinner the other night when we went out. Okay. What kind of photo? Well, just like a photo of, uh, in a in a collared shirt, and people are telling me my collars are wrinkly, which they are. 
Okay. Are you an ironing type of guy? Not Do my, you iron? Not collared shirts. You don't, right? Button down shirts, dress absolutely. But what? Uh, but a polo shirt? No. Yeah. No. Not a put. You wouldn't iron the collar. No. But a button down, you do. Oh, absolutely! It Even, is. By the way, it is Whitney Cummings. Oh, okay. It is. Same. She's hosting uh, the Wendy Show with uh, another gal. Yes. Um. No, I I will always iron my dress shirts, especially for Rutgers games. Or, but what if it was a button down, but not a a type of button down that you would wear with a suit, but like, like a the, flannel? Yeah, like no. a button down flannel. No. You're not. You're you're washing that, drying it, and just hanging it up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I always do. But then, it does look sloppy. It can. I don't think I've like I put one on the other night um, when we went out. When did we go out? I went out the other night somewhere, sometime. I forget. Got my mind. Oh, for Matthew's birthday. Yeah. Friday night, we went to Red Bank. I just grabbed the shirt, and it was not heavy flannel, but it was that type of material. I grabbed. It looks good to me. Put it right on. Plus, I don't know if you can iron that. Can you? Wouldn't I don't burn? know because I, when I see when I see some some clothes like i have some button down shirts that are not the type that you would wear with a suit and they're not flannel right they're that all nice dress shirts that you put on with jeans right they work with jeans and yeah. they've got like a checkered pattern whatever it is when i have them i wash them i dry them i hang them up they do look wrinkly i used to think that was like a cool casual look mm. but sometimes it like t- to go to dinner with gina today for her birthday i pulled one of those shirts out yeah. this looks a little wrinkly well, you're going to a hotel, right? Yeah. Every hotel has an ironing board. And Do iron. I know how to... Is ironing that simple? I just put the the thing down yeah, and just... I mean, whoosh. there's two ways you can do it. You can steam. Yeah. Or you can just put the burner on hot. I like to use the water and steam it a little bit. You squirt it on there? <laughs> I'm not sure what you're referencing. I'm talking about steaming a shirt. But do you... But you're pushing a button? comes from. You push the button and steam comes out. And, and what does that do? That I don't know. But it makes the <laughs> makes, makes the iron very hot. It makes it seem like you're doing something. Yeah, and I feel like I'm not just going to burn something down. That's how I do it. I used to watch my mother. She would on Sunday nights. She would do all her ironing. Okay. So she would have this this like all these, and she did you know, have the TV on. Yeah. Like be the end of the football games into sixty minutes, and she would have all these shirts that she was ironing for Which the week. Changed. Yeah. But she would just. It seemed very detailed. She was folding the shirt over, turning it over, then doing the yes. collar, then doing the back. Then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't get that crazy. I just want to make sure the front looks good, the back looks okay, and the sleeves aren't a mess. Yeah. I never really worried about the collar, though. But I don't ever remember the collar being wrinkled, to be honest with you. I really don't. And then, so, and don't then uh, they have these other things I see in the store that are just steamers. Like you... <laughs> You hang your shirt up, and it, like, blows steam on it. So I'll give you an interesting trick. Like a handheld. A friend of mine that I used to do Columbia games with, Dallin Cuff, who's now at ESPN, and works Sports Center sometimes. He does a lot of – he's an analyst for a lot of uh, college basketball games. When I started traveling with him, yes, we did share a room when we were on the road. Um, his trick, because his shirts a lot of times would be wrinkled too, the way we just throw in the bags, he would run the shower burning hot, close the door. And hang the shirt. Half hour. Half hour of the water running? That, you know, that is such a terrible environmental I thing know. to do. But you know what it did, though? <laughs> Got the wrinkles out. Well, couldn't he have maybe com- a half combined? Hour is, maybe that's an exaggeration. Couldn't he have combined maybe, a shower with maybe it? 15 minutes. Couldn't he have combined he a shower with oh, it? Oh, he might right? have. Yeah, Take I don't a shower. remember if he did that and then left it on. And maybe it wasn't a half hour. Maybe it was yeah. 15 minutes. The but, environmentalists are going right, to go after I, this guy, Listen, Jerry. I don't mean to get him in trouble. We were talking about <laughs> getting wrinkles out of a shirt. So right. don't contact him and yell at him. Okay. I thought that was a very yeah, cool I've idea. Yeah, I heard that. That my washing machine, no, my dryer or my washing machine, dryer. The dryer has a setting on it called de-wrinkle. Oh, yeah? Does it work? It Have makes you ever it, tried it? I did try it once because I had a t-shirt that was very wrinkled. I was like, let me try this setting. It wet it <laughs> somehow in the dryer. Really? It must have had some sort of steam and... But that's weird. when I took it out, then guess what I had to do? Dry the shirt. <laughs> that's a stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I might try that, though, uh, ironing today in the yeah. hotel room. And then the best part is you just leave the ironing board out and they got to put it back. Because I can't <laughs> figure out how to. I, right. That's the funny thing. I can't figure out how to close it. But, yeah, it, it works. All right. There you go. All right. I'm going to do that then, Jerry. Um, oh, my other question for you is this. 
So I'm going to, uh, Gina and I are going to be in Hoboken today. I heard. So I'm going from here to Hoboken, which is easy. You go right out the Holland Tunnel. Yeah. And then, like, you hook a right and cut through, and you're in Hoboken. Want me to drop you off on the corner? No, no, no. But but my I'm curious in that, like, sometimes you take the Lincoln Tunnel to New York City. Yes. And you go up the Turnpike no. or, or up Route 9. Yep. And you go all the way up that way. Yeah. I feel like the Lincoln Tunnel is just on the other side of Hoboken. So wouldn't it be easier to come down as if you were going to the Holland Tunnel and then shoot through uh, Hoboken, like at the time in the morning when we come in, in the middle you of the night? You were talking about tomorrow. No, I'm talking about any time, like, like you, for example, like or when I come in and the Holland Tunnel's closed because of right. repairs. Right. Couldn't I just cut through Hoboken quickly and be at the Lincoln Tunnel? Probably, except that you're dealing with traffic lights. A lot of stopping. But if, because it feels like to get off the exit for the Holland Tunnel on the Turnpike versus the Lincoln, I feel like you're going so much further up. You mean to go up to the Lincoln Tunnel off exit 15E? Is what yeah. You're talking about. That is like a haul. It is. I'll tell you what, though. It's fast. Because the other day I did that with the flooding. Yeah. I, with the rain, I wanted to make sure there was no nonsense. I got to. So, so you I went Turnpike. Uh, yeah, which I never do. I told you taking the Lincoln Tunnel is now taking me an extra 10 minutes than when I went through Brooklyn and Staten Island. But I'm okay. so fed up with the Verrazano toll, and now it's just it's too, it's ridiculous. So I'm going this way now, which is fine. And it cost me an extra 10 minutes, no question about it. The other day, I went Parkway, Turnpike, Lincoln Tunnel. I got here in 43 minutes. As opposed to if you took 40, the Holland, how would 41 you? 41 minutes. Really? Makes no sense to me because when I look at it, it doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. It was fast. Hmm. Now, maybe I was dry. I don't know. There was no one on the road. Right. Maybe that was part but of it. there's no one ever on the road. I right couldn't believe how quick I got here the other night. I was blown away. Yeah. So it was an extra couple minutes, but it wasn't anything crazy. All right. I don't know. I saw this story on uh, a, a video that went, as they say, viral, Jerry, online. But it was a really cool story. Uh, do you know what, what uh, the women undergarment that is called Spanx is? Yes, of course. That's the thing that sucks in your yeah. fat, and uh, they have spanks for men as yep. well. My friend, I have a friend who wears it when he goes out. Yeah, we had someone here that used to wear it. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to say. Oh, really? No chance. How did I you know? You. I saw there, it. You saw it. What? Like his, he was wearing it. His shirt got pulled up or something. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I would think spanks would give me gas. Like it, how it tucks like, everything yeah, in. Yeah, how it pushes it. Like, you know, like if uh, if you have to go to the bathroom and you're not near a bathroom and you might, maybe you unbuckle your belt an extra button, it helps. That is true. Gives it a little bit of expansion. Need some breathing room. Yeah, I would think Spanx would really make you go to the bathroom. But the woman who created Spanx, she's been on Shark Tank every once yeah. in a while. Like, she's one of the investors. Yeah. Lovely lady. So anyway, Spanx, Jerry, the undergarment that keeps your fat in. Is worth now $1.2 billion. Nice. She started with, she had a, she had $5,000 in savings. She never took on an investor. She's now worth $1.2 billion. That's amazing. To celebrate that, she gathered all of her employees. And this is the video I saw. She has 500 employees. Okay. She gathered them all around. She gave everybody a ticket to anywhere in the world. Wow. Then she said, eh, when you go, you're going to need some spending money. So everyone is also getting $10,000. Isn't that great? It was what an unbelievable thing. It is a wonderful thing. story. It was really cool to see this woman. It sure is. That's amazing. Basically, she's worth $1.2 billion, and she decided to invest 6 or $7 million into her employees. You know how happy that makes an employee? The, Jerry, they were going yeah. nuts. Even someone that's got money. If someone hands you ten grand, like, wow. Right. And That's a plane a, ticket to anywhere in the every anywhere in the country it wasn't the no, I'm sorry anywhere in the world. I think that is amazing. It wasn't even you know anywhere in the country. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, People and that's were, someone that probably said if you ever got if they ever got to a certain point in life they were going to do good by the people that helped them get right. there, and that clearly is the case. That's awesome. Sarah Blakely is her name. Good for her. She's like our age, right? Yeah, she was She's young. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Man, how did she come up with Spanx? What a great idea. What can we do, Jerry? Uh, you can often open up a coffee shop. 
That's like I'm not going to make $1.2 billion. No, you'll just live a nice, comfortable, easy life. What of the what about this? Jeans for men that makes it look like you have a big package. Well, I will tell you this. Someone's got to do something with pants for men. Right. Very limited options. Very limited. You got khakis, you got jeans. Can we come up with something? Right. Khakis and jeans. That's yeah. it. It is weird, too, the different generations of uh, of how they perceive jeans. So, like, for me, I grew up in jeans every day, yeah. still in jeans every day. I can hang out in my house and relax in jeans. Right. It's very relaxing to me. But, like, Kevin at Barstool and that whole Barstool generation thinks that is to, to, to relax wearing jeans is absolutely insane. Well, why? Wear sweatpants? Yeah. Like, oh. why you wouldn't put on sweatpants or shorts? Shorts, now, I will, to me, there's nothing even close to, like, sporty shorts. Yeah, to hang around in. Oh, absolutely. But what if it's chilly in your house in the winter? Oh, I'm fine in jeans. Oh, in jeans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. me too. Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a, I don't really care for the sweatpants. <laughs> me neither. I like sports pants. Okay. I like those. I don't, I don't know why. I don't care for sport. For the sport pants, you mean by, like, the pants with the, like, one or three stripes down the side? Oh, they can be. I mean, like, Under Armour pants. Yeah. Um, Nike has them. Yeah, like if like I'm going to hang out and watch football all day Sunday, yeah. I'm in jeans. Yeah, I don't – it's funny. I don't know. It depends on if I'm going out. Like if I'm going to go out somewhere in the morning, I'll put jeans on. I might not get changed again. But if I'm just home, I probably put shorts on, even in the winter actually. I'm, I like the I like the shorts and the sweatshirt in the winter and the hoodie. Yeah, you know, I only just started doing the shorts with a hoodie sweatshirt. And that, even in the winter because the house – it might be cold outside. The house is still 72. Right. You know, we're 71, whatever my wife keeps it. It's not like we're putting the house down to 60. Like, I have a friend of mine. House in the winter, heat only goes to 61. Oh, my gosh. Uh, AC in the summer, 80. 80? Yeah, and his theory is, you want to spend a lot of money on heating and cooling? Go ahead. Last time I checked, 80 is still 15 or 16 degrees cooler than outside. And 61, no one's dying. Put a sweatshirt on. You'll be fine. <laughs> I said, I got you. Hey, whatever. To each his own. Yeah. I think that's nuts, but that's fine. You know? It is weird, the different seasons, how the same temperature... Feels different. Yeah. Yep. Like, uh, in my house the other day, was uh, I, I refuse to put the heat on until it gets to November 1st. Okay. I'm just, it's, I have a policy against it. So, my house the other day was 67. Sure. It was freezing in there. Yes, it was. And yet, if I were to go out, if I were to tell you... In March, we're going to get a 67-degree day. We'd all in be in sun, shorts. In the it's going to feel warm. <laughs> right. We'd all be in our shorts running around. True story. I have a friend of mine went to Colby College up in Maine, and I went to see him, like, freshman year. Colby College. I think, Yeah, I think that was the name of it. You're right. It was a long ride. I mean, a very long ride. And I went and saw him for a weekend, and I'll never forget, it was the high temperature was 34. Now, I'm driving up. It was cold. And I got there, and I had a jacket. I had the glove. I mean, everything. He was in a tank top and shorts. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Now, there was no wind, in fairness. He goes, I'm like, it's 34 degrees. And he goes, dude, he goes, it was minus 10 two weeks ago. He goes, you don't know cold. This is lovely. So you're right. It's just how you adapt, what right, feels different. to it. The conditions, everything's different. Like 100. It is funny because before I went there, I remember you telling me, oh, see if the, the – the summer heat in Arizona, blah, blah, with the no humidity. Yeah. I'll never forget that July we went to Arizona, and it was walking in. It was hot. It was 108 degrees during the day. But we were in the pool. It was hot, yes. But if you're in the pool using sunblock and they had they had the, um, what do you call it? They had the umbrellas over your seats. It was not, It really wasn't bad. It sucked going from the condo to the car during the middle of the day, yes. But once you got the air conditioning on, you were fine. What struck me as amazing was we went to a Top Golf one night with the sun down, and we got out of the car. And it was lovely, and I said, "Man, this is amazing." It went from 108, was it like 75? And my wife goes, "No," she goes, "It, it was reading 96 in the car." I'm like, "No, no chance! It was 96." Played Top Golf two hours, got in the car, it was 91. But it was lovely. It really was. It felt nice. And yet 82 here in humidity can feel horrendous. Yes, very strange. It's interesting. These weather patterns are very it's, strange. I Jerry. never believed that until I did it. I was always like, nah, please, right. 90, it's hot. It really wasn't. I always wonder like how cars don't melt out there, I, like I, dashboards and steering wheels. and. I know you do. It's really weird to it's me. It's amazing. And the stereos don't warp. Yeah. I know a lot of, pla- a lot of places have covered parking, Yeah, but a lot don't. Those, everything's very durable. Yeah, I guess so. I guess they build these cars 
to uh, be able to take the sun pounding on uh, it. Yes. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right. And like uh, the woman at Spanx, let's give all of our listeners, Jerry. Ten grand? Ten thousand dollars and a trip around the world. I'll, to, I'll tell you, you give them the ten grand and I'll effort the tickets. Two first-class tickets to anywhere in the world. <laughs> all right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Oh, tomorrow is... Cool games, Friday. Friday, cool games. Awesome game tonight to watch. And we'll see you about the weekend. Right. Tomorrow we'll find out if there are cool games this weekend. So! What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Hey Siri, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, and guess what? We start a new week in the NFL. It is week eight in the National Football League. Hello, the Eddie Scazzeri. How you be? It's Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Nets lost. I'm not happy about it, but we deal with it. But I am happy to see my partner across the way. His name is Al Jose Dukes. It is good to see you, sir. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I'm getting sick of this narrative about the Mets. Like, it just has been going on for so many years. Yeah, well, and it continues. Like, if I would have just told you a year ago or whatever it was, a year and a half ago, the Mets are going to sell the team, but you have to zip your lip about everything else. The fans would have been like, yes, definitely. As long as they sell, I'll zip my lip about Fans it. are never zipping their lip, ever, as much as you'd like them to sometimes. Right. The, the, so it's like, oh, another person. Another person you never heard of named, he, what is this dude's Matt name? Arnold. Matt the, Arnold. Well, and, and so no there's a different, there's two different narratives going on oh, here right. with Matt Arnold. One is he withdrew. The other is he withdrew because the Brewers gave him a contract extension and more money. Right. Basically saying, we don't want you to go. So I don't like the way it's being portrayed. Yes. That having been said, it is odd that they have either requested, been denied, or have had... It's good. Was it eight people now? Yeah, I but can, have you ever, have you ever in any GM search seen this before? I've never paid attention to a GM search. Yeah, but I don't know this has ever happened. This is weird. But it's weird. It'd be like if uh, uh, Jerry, you have a thirty-five million dollar home, and I'm like, I can't believe Jerry can't find the buyer for his home. Well, there's only a handful of people that are even qualified to purchase your thirty-five million dollar. Well, home. yes and no. There's, I think there you can go to the assistant GM route and you'll find a guy in two seconds. There, they have been swinging for the fences like they should because if they didn't, you know, it's funny if they wouldn't have tried for Theo Epstein or if they wouldn't have tried for some of these big name guys, you would have been. He's got so much money. Why are they not? So they have tried it. It hasn't worked out. They can get a guy. It's just they're trying to find like the one name that really um, piqued my interest. But I don't think that he's they'll they're going to let him come. Would be Mark Shapiro of the Blue Jays. That was the guy in Cleveland, and then he goes to Toronto. Like that's a that'd be a really good get. But why is he leaving Toronto? So it's almost like they're swinging for guys that, as you put yesterday, why do they want to come to New York? Right. They have a job. They like where they are, and so it looks weird. But whatever. Let's get this done already and let's go. But but this is a made-up uh, story. It's made up. Well, Jerry, it's made up, but it is factual that they have been turned down by several people. We right. can't argue that. But who cares? Do you, re- do you think... Like, I, my favorite team of all time, Jerry, is the 86 Mets. Yeah, sure. Any sport, any team. I have no idea who their GM was. I had no idea who their president well, of baseball operations we're in was. A, we're in a different time. You know who I knew? The players and the manager. It's a That's different it. time now. Yeah, but. you didn't. You, did you know the owner back then? No. Nor did I care. Right. But I think it's this different. is all fake. I don't think it's different. It I don't different. think people care. People do care. Met fans do care. Did you know who the president of baseball operations was? The president of baseball operations? Probably not. No. No, No. I'm saying a year ago, two years ago. Did we know? Well, Sandy. 
This is my it's whole point of sports think, radio, which has been driving me nuts. Well, but that's why fans love it. They, but they, they don't. They, they, but they do. They don't. They do because it wouldn't be a big story and people wouldn't be tweeting about it nonstop. But those are insiders. The fans no, themselves no. do you, not care who the that's Mets That's not hire. true. If you put that and if you put the name in, you'll see a billion tweets so about fake. it. A billion tweets about it. Do I think it's a huge story? No. Do I think it's odd? Yes. I don't I care do think it's odd. who the Mets get. I never heard of Matt Arnold before this. And I'll never hear his name again for the rest of my life. If, yeah, but... I won't. You also don't know half the people on the Brewers. But You don't, though. I know, but... No, you know who Brian Cashman is? People watch these games. I do know who Brian Cashman right. is. Because you're here in New York. And he's been there for 100 oh, years. Absolutely. And he talks a lot here. No question. Right, here. That's why you don't know who Matt Arnold is, just like I don't, because I don't watch the Brewers. But I guarantee if I went to Milwaukee Sports Radio... They're not talking about Matt Arnold every day. They're not. Like, no one cares about Matt Arnold. But we don't talk about the GM every day here. We don't. Right. So who cares who the Mets GM is? Because it's – here's why. It's the biggest hire for Steve Cohen since he's taken over the team, and you're trying to find a guy that's going to go out and make the decisions on the manager, free agents, trades. It's a big position. But we've created it as a big story. Well, that's different. I, again, I just think it's odd that we're how many weeks out now and they can't hire a GM. Right, but it's, it's not, odd. They're not looking for an accountant that won't come work for them. They're looking for a guy with very specific set of skills. Correct. So this guy, Matt Arnold, might be. It'd be like if I was producer, morning show producer in Milwaukee. Morning show producer in Milwaukee, and WFAN called me to host the show. I might go like, you know what? I don't. I'm not qualified to come host the show there. I'm not going to take the job and come fail. I'm very happy producing this show in Milwaukee. You just said being a producer to a host, two different things. Right. You'd be qualified to produce a show here. Sure. Just like the GM in Milwaukee is qualified to be a GM, you would think. But not wanting to to come here is a different story. President of operations. Yeah, yes, but NGM is what they're looking for. Uh, I just, we've, sports radio has created. This idea that people care about front offices, that people care about all this crap that they don't care about. They care about the games. They right? do care about the games. And guess who plays the games? The players, the players. who are assembled by who? The GM. But, no, but that's going too deep. We don't care. It's not the it point. is. We don't care about who the minor the league coaches are who coach these it's guys, the, do we? As a Cowboy fan, I can tell you how many of my Cowboy fan friends, it still drives them crazy that they have not hired a real GM. It is a thing. It's not to you because you don't care. I'm telling you it is. As a sports fan, it does matter. But you're And we in the, do care. But you're in the sports media, so you get a lot more of it than your average Cowboy fan. No. We know I'm Jerry not... Jones because he's out there. Yeah, but for the last 20-something years, people and my friends of mine that are not in the sports media that are Cowboy fans, I can show you text messages from my friend Dan Kane, who is a crazy Cowboy fan, drives him bonkers. Every year they lose, he blames Jerry Jones. Why do we not have a real GM? Why is Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones picking these players? They don't know what they're doing. But that's, that's only because Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones put themselves out there. And because they haven't won. Mm-hmm. No, it's because they haven't won. And they don't think that they're qualified to be making the decisions they've made. And Dean Kane, your friend, thinks he Dan. knows who's qualified? He doesn't know nothing. Nobody, here's what we know. You've got 20-something years of no results. That most teams have 20 no, years but of no results. When you're results. the Cowboys, all the Cowboys have done is won. Come on now. We're not comparing the Cowboys to the Browns, are we? No, but you lose one game in the playoffs and you're out. It's not like the Cowboys are losers. They haven't won a game in the playoffs in 30 years. They've won one. So silly. It's the Cowboys. That's like saying the Yankees all of a sudden can't win a playoff game. It's like when they go, oh, the Yankees. You know what the problem is? The Yankees hitting coach. Shut up. You don't know nothing about being well, a I hitting don't be, coach. Well, I don't believe any of that stuff. I mean, that, that, the, the pitching, Yankees that, have, that stuff's crazy. And that, have, that's another example of where we are now, the exposure. We never talked about the hitting coach the in Yanke- 1985. Right. You know why? Because there was no sports radio and, and no, no social media cared. and no social media, people still don't care. Well, people don't care about it's the hitting a coach. fake. People don't why care do about that. Why? I, I we take calls here at WFN about, about the hitting coach. Yeah, he's hitting coach. Absolutely. Oh, yes. We got to get rid of irrelevant. Kevin Long. These guys can't hit. Yeah, that to me. We got to get rid of Phil Nevin. He sent a guy to home plate. I agree with uh, that. Stupid. Uh, get out. Goodbye. See ya. Anyone and your can son coach screwed, third base. And then your son screwed them by winning a couple of games. That's stupid. I just like this whole like. 
The Mets. Everyone just loves to beat up the Mets. Well, this is not a fun Thursday. I'm no, so excited fun, to do 1980s of, rocker against I'm, 1980s NFL. I'm sick of turning WFAN on. Every conversation is about how the Mets suck because they can't. A, a guy you never heard of won't come here to take a job you don't know what they do. That's silly. What are we doing? You tell me. I have no idea. People don't come here to hear about. They'll be like, uh, today's topic, we're going to talk about the General Motors and why their uh, HR department. No one cares about well, the HR department. Well, there was department. automotive radio, maybe. Maybe then. But this is just, this is why sports radio. We're not talking about the HR department. We are talking about the guy that picks the players. This is why sports radio shouldn't be 24 hours a day. You know when it first came out and they were like, we don't think, we're not sure if this format's going to work? It doesn't. It because does. you've got to talk about the There's same nonsense. 500 sports radio stations right. in this country. How does it and not they work? Make stuff up. And guess what? Rock radio stations play the same goddamn songs for the last 30 right. years. How they and doing? it still works. It, I'm not sure people about that. People are still listening and people are still sure advertising on it. Come on. You know better. I don't know better. The, the, the pop but, radio right. stations play the same six songs. And when I play the Who songs, I go, do you know the Who's tour manager won't get them out on tour? No He's not picking cares. band members. Come on. You know the GM's important. Do you That's... care about the guy who produced the Who album? He's picking the songs. I'm not I a Who fan. There. I don't care. Right. But I don't listen. Why do you listen and, and do this to yourself then? I'm I'm just saying it's like just if you're not a sports funny. fan, why would you turn this on? No, I'm saying it's funny that people pretend to care about who the Mets are going to hire as the GM I, when the reality is they're just escaping from their lives. They don't care who the Mets hire as Tom Arnold, Matt Arnold. No one knows who this guy is. If he was sitting in this room, you wouldn't be like, "Oh my God, that's Matt Arnold, the, the GM of the Brewers." No, I wanted Theo Epstein. Right, and that's that would have been exciting. That's it, right, because that's that a name we're exciting. all aware of. Yeah, absolutely. When Theo Epstein said no, and Brian Cashman staying with the Yankees after that, off the table, no one cares. I think the bigger bring back Omar Minaya, a guy we badmouthed for every year he was here. You know what the bigger problem is? Too many guys trying to get a story. Yes, in my opinion, that's true. Because in the past, perhaps you had five and six people turn down an offer or not be allowed to come interview, but we didn't know it. It's expo- There's too much exposure. Yes. It's right. probably the bigger issue. Too much sports radio, too much Twitter, too many networks, too much MLB I think the baseball. social media is a big problem yeah. for sure. I've always thought that. Yeah. Maybe this. Maybe Matt Arnold once wrote a joke email to his friend and doesn't want it to uh, to come up now. You might be very right about right. that. And that could be the case for a lot of these guys. Right. Who knows? You maybe, better be very careful right now. Maybe Matt Arnold cheated on his wife once. Someone sent him a photo and said, hey, shut your mouth, Matt Arnold, or I'm putting this photo. You don't know. Very, very possible. And today, you're absolutely right. Maybe Matt Arnold's like, I don't want to drive to Queens every day. Because Queens Queens sucks. (laughs) And the traffic here sucks. And I can go 10 minutes down the road in Milwaukee and be at a beautiful stadium. And no one's busting my balls and I have Miller Lite wherever I want to go. There you go. Absolutely. People act like the Bronx is paradise or Queens is New York City is just people punching each other on the subways, urinating on the subways. It's not a dream place where guys that don't live here want to come. It's not. The end. Well, this this has been awesome. It has been awesome for me. I love it. You hate it. No. You hate sports. No, I don't hate sports. <laughs> this isn't sports. Oh, my God. Jerry, this is, is what I'm trying to say, but it, it's not. We've created it, it, is it an, to be it, sports. It is an important position. I don't know how you – it's like you're going to tell me the hiring of Spike wasn't important? It is, but do you think someone who just listens to fans cares that thing. Spike's there or it's Turnoff's there? The they don't see the thing, difference. But it's still an important position. Right, but, but – but, Sports fans are crazy. They think they know more than they do. I've always said that, you know, and they, they we sit there and we criticize these athletes and these coaches. We don't know what in the hell we're not. talking about. Unless you played like Boomer did, none of us have any idea what it's like to be under center, what it's like to be in the batter's box facing a guy throwing 99 miles an hour. We don't know the ins and the outs of picking players, signing deals, what goes into contracts, and yet we talk like we do. Go get this guy. Go get that guy. Well, right. it's not that easy. But we all think, and that's why the format works. That's why it works, because we're all crazy. Does your son have a team he loves? The Mets. The Mets. Yes. Okay. He knows who their GM is. Oh, he absolutely. Cares. 100%. I don't believe that. 
I'll put him on the phone. He knows more than you do about any professional baseball team going today. All right. 1980s, no chance. No chance. He can give you the starting lineup of the Seattle Mariners. That's, He's into it. Right? He loves that's it. that's a sport. And he probably... Can he give me the Seattle Mariners nobody starting knows, office front office? Nobody knows who the Mets GM is and Does who he Does he know who the want. Mariners GM is? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But he knows who all the managers are. Sure. For sure. Well, that matters. Which I don't know. Half our talk show hosts know that. Nor should but they. He, but that is the type of a 17-year-old who is is hardcore into a specific sport. He can do that with... No, he's into a team. He, he, no, but he's in debate. He can give you the starting lineup of the Mariners. I, but I'm not he arguing that. He knows all of these teams. That's what I'm saying. Yes. What, what he can't saying? tell me the front office or care that no, who the general manager is. But he can have his favorite team and what's, all, what's around locally. He can tell you the Yankees. He can tell you the Mets for sure. But he's into it. And he actually has started to listen to this radio station, which is funny to me. Because for years he didn't. It was all more about he would listen to the stuff online. He would listen to what Dan Patrick posts, Rich Eisen posts. And I'd be like, you know, I do work at a sports station. Right. I want to try us once in a while. And now he does. And it's actually interesting and it's fun. But it's you're either a hardcore guy or you're not. And then you're somewhere in the middle. I'm probably somewhere in the middle now at this point in my life. I'm just saying there's a difference between enjoying the games and being a sports fan, enjoying the games, and pretending to care about behind-the-scenes stuff. And when it's out there on the radio 24-7, there might be a perception that that people care about that. When maybe they don't care that Matt Arnold turned down the Mets. Well, with that, we can agree to disagree because I've got a big game coming up in about right. eight minutes. Well, well, five Back minutes. Back when baseball was five baseball. Minutes. When baseball was baseball, and we didn't know who anybody was. Of course not. So we'll take a break. It's 5-17, just getting started. We've got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. Coming up next, the year 1984. All right? Top songs, that's where the bands come from. And then you've got to be in the top 15 statistically for me to pick this player. I'll just say that. Maybe Maybe top 18. Right. But I'm not talking about a guy that had one catch. Perfect. Legit, legit players. So coming up next, 80s rocker or an 80s NFLer. We put Al to the test right here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, 25 after 5, what is up? Astros uh, bounced back last night. Nets lose to the Heat. We'll get into everything coming up when we got Week 8 in the NFL. But 25 after 5 on a Thursday, you hear the song. This is from the year 1984, and that's because we go to a game I like to call. It's very popular, and it's for a man who, when he's not livid about GM searches, he's got a brilliant musical mind. And he's got a bizarre mind of 80s sports knowledge. So we put it to the test, and I present to you a little thing we call, is he an 80s rocker or is he an 80s NFLer? Last week we did baseball. This week we're back to football. And the year that we go with is 1984. The contestant, Al Dukes. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready to roll. Jerry, let's go. Eight names, eight names, eight names. Some NFLers from 1984. Some rockers that had top hits in 1984. All right. Not obvious, not going lead vocalist, Got but it. names that you might or might All not right. know. All right, here we go. Name number one. Paul McDonald might have had a farm, but in this case was either a rocker or an NFLer. Paul McDonald was a rocker. Paul McDonald might have been, but in this case, he was the Browns quarterback in 1984. Really? Which I have never heard of this guy. Paul McDonald. 16 games. He threw 14 touchdown passes. <laughs> 24 interceptions, <laughs> <laughs> but he played in 16 games. I mean, that guy's when he goes out now, he's got to convince me. He's probably got to show them photos. No, oh, look, I was on the Browns. Look at my stats. I his did grandkids games. probably don't even believe him. 
Good for him. Great, good for you. He's one of those people on that list of guys who started quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. It's a long list. It's a full season worth. Uh, yeah, he really worked. That one That one was bizarre to me. Uh, I wonder what right. their record was back then. Not great. Not good. Well, then again, I don't I don't know. 14 touchdowns, Jerry. Tom Brady does that in three weeks now. Uh, he. You know what? You're not far right? off. If he I check like, the NFL standings in 1984, yeah. give me a guess. I'm going to say the Browns won four games. Five and 11. All right. So you're right there. Good job. All right, here we go. Name number two, Eddie Ojeda. Maybe a relative of Bob. I don't know. Uh, 80s this... rocker, 80s NFLer. Mm, I'm going to say this is an 80s rocker. He is. Any clue? No. Lead guitarist for Twisted Sister. Oh, okay. Now, they had a couple of big hits in 1984, hits. which is why I went with them. All right, You're here we not go. not going to take it was a big hit. And that's the first, uh, I think that was the first song that popped up. All right. As one of the top songs of 1984. I knew that was a rocker because Ojeda, you were trying to fool me into being a uh, well uh, an athlete. And that's why I said maybe a relative of Bob Ojeda. Okay, right. I, I know what you're doing over you there. You did not fall for it. All right, here we go. Name number three, Mick Jones. Mick Jones was uh, a rocker from Foreigner. Lead guitarist. Lead All guitarist. right. You are on the boards. I would say you're one, one, and one. All right. Because you knew well, that Eddie Ojeda was a rocker, but you right. had no idea for her. Right, it was a guess. But that's not a loss because you did get the question Correct. right. So you're one, one, and one. All right. All right, here we go. Name number four, Larry Kinnebrew. Larry Kinnebrew. I'm going to say that sounds like a uh, football player. For who? I'm going to say he was on the Lions. You're close. Could you give me a position? Like a, a defensive dude. No. So he was oh. the running back for the Bengals. 625 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. Wow, look at him. So um, I'll, that's a win. You got it. Boomer wasn't was there a, yet, right? 1984? Yeah. No, he was still in the college, I think. No, I think he was there. He maybe. was there with the Bengals? No, maybe not. Now I'm confused. Well, he Eddie, won in 89. I think he got there in like 87. 86 at late? the earliest. He wasn't there in 84. Fair enough. Okay, here we go. Name number five, Klaus Main. Klaus Main. That's a rocker, Jerry. I'm going to say he's in with the Scorpions. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Lead vocalist for the Scorpions. I figured he sounded German. But how did you pull out the Scorpions? Because uh, they were like the only German rockers Damn, I can dude, remember. You're 3-1-1. One, one. Not right. bad. All right, I got three more names for you. Here okay, we go. Name number six, Stacy Bailey. Stacy Bailey was an NFLer. He was. Any idea what he uh, did? A or wide receiver. Who? Yes. And I'm going to say he was on the Patriots. He was on the Falcons. Oh. He might have been on the Patriots. This is just 1984. Yeah, yeah. 67 catches, 1,138 <laughs> yards receiving, six touchdown catches. Good job, How about him. that? Yeah. You are 4-1-1. One, and one. Only two more names left. All right. Name number seven, Greg Hawks. What a cool name. Ooh, Greg Hawks. That's a good name right there. That is a good name. Greg Hawks. I'm going to say this is just a total guess. I'm going to say 80s rocker. He is. He was the lead guitarist for the Cars. Yeah, I would not have known that. I'll go 4 1 and 2 then. 4 okay, yeah, 1 yeah. and 2. Final name, rocker or 80s NFLer, Gerald Carter. Gerald Carter was a football player. He was. Lions. No, but you oh, love these Lions. I do. No, this one was made for you. Buccaneers wide receiver. 60 catches, 816 yards receiving, five touchdowns. What was his name? Gerald Carter. Carter? Gerald Carter. I don't remember him. So I would say you were 5-1-2. and two, Yeah, that's fair. Even though you don't remember him. I, that's pretty impressive. That's fair. Out of eight names, the, the only one you got wrong mm -hmm. was Old McDonald, right? Right. That was the So you lost the first one, and you basically got the rest of them. And I started rolling after that. That's actually pretty good. Jerry, we got a big game tonight. We do. Packers at Cardinals. Well, the Packers are six and one, I think, right? They are, and the Cardinals are seven and zero. Oh. Thirteen and one combined. Mm -hmm. That's a football game tonight. Now, I took a look, Jerry. The Cardinals are five, are six and a half point favorites. They're at home. Yes. The over under is fifty and a half. Hmm, that's interesting. The over under to me is like betting roulette. It's it is betting is like roulette. Uh, yeah, it is just a crapshoot. Like these teams, where you expect them sometimes to. Put up a yeah. ton of points. Like you would expect tonight, these guys to put up at least, you know, like 30 points each. Sure. Which would put you on the over. 
But the NFL is weird. You might turn this game on at halftime. It might be 9-3. Well, here's the thing that's funny to me about betting. And if you're good at it, that's awesome. And I enjoy it because it does keep me into the games more for sure. And Devontae Adams is not playing. So that number is not right. going to come down from 6.5 points. Might go up. Who knows? So I'll give you an example. I love people that say, how could you bet baseball? It's Which is... The sport that I have the most success in is baseball. So I'll give you an example from last night. Remember I always talked to you about, you know, trying to find two or three underdogs and hitting that one big three-game parlay? How about this last night? Clippers, Cavaliers are not a good basketball team. Would you agree? I would uh, take your word for it. Okay. The Cavaliers beat the Clippers in Los Angeles last night. Makes no sense. What do you think about the Phoenix Suns? Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, oh, I've heard of them. Chris Paul. They've got to be good. They played the Kings last night in Phoenix. Lost. And then i give you one more. The Bucks. Have you heard of them? Milwaukee Bucks. They're yeah. champions. They lost at home to the crappy Timberwolves. What's going on is what you're saying is it's hard to bet. Oh, and by the way, the Thunder beat the Lakers last night. Like, are you kidding? None of it makes it. You have all no that in idea one night? Of that was NBA. all last night. Yeah. Now, the Laker game, I believe, was in Oklahoma City. I don't think that. Well, clearly it wasn't because the Clippers played at Staples Center. But still, like, the Lake, and I know LeBron didn't play, but they still have really good players on that team. Lakers lose to the Thunder. The Bucks lose at home to the T-Wolves. Suns lose at home to the Kings. And the Clippers lose at home to the Cavaliers. None of that makes sense. So you can tell me you shouldn't bet baseball. How about bet and wish yourself good luck? Right. Because you have no idea. You just don't you have know. no idea. Just like the Knicks losing at home to the Magic the other night made no sense. The Nets losing to the Hornets at home makes no sense. So, whatever. It, all of it's very difficult. So, who knows about the over-under tonight? And I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins is questionable for tonight. He might be, I yeah. saw that uh, on one of my pro football talk uh list of stories and jj watt done for the year yeah. shoulder surgery right when we were saying good things about him jerry he how hurt. he was gonna make it through this year how his career wasn't over now he got through seven games <laughs> he did he made it through seven games he's undefeated jerry as he, a cardinal do you buy see i still don't buy the cardinals as a legit super bowl team why I, I, I buy them as a really good team and a player i don't know you think the i Bucks don't can beat the cardinals yeah i do yeah I think the Cowboys could beat the Cardinals. Is that, oh, I'd love to see I a think Cowboy the Packers Cardinal. win tonight. Really? Even without Lazard, even without Devontae Adams. I just In I, Arizona, Jerry? I do. I don't know it's why. Very hot there. And perhaps because I haven't really seen the Cardinals play. I mean, I've seen clips of Kyler Murray. A lot of fun to watch. All of that, I got it. I know they're good. I don't know why I don't buy them as a championship contender yet. I wonder what you could get as the combined passing yards between Kyler Murray and uh, the pa- and uh, Aaron Rodgers. In terms of an over-under tonight? Over-under. 500. Oh, I would take the over on that, Jerry. I suppose. I I'm mean, look at all the that. guys that are not playing, though. That's that's why I would think. He's got somebody out there. Let's see if I can there. get this. Uh, I'll tell you what. I like those QB odds, they call them, uh, the QB uh, props. Well, you do very well with the quarterback scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I've, I've laid off that this year. You know why? Because so many quarterbacks are scoring touchdowns that they've dropped the odds down a lot. Oh, so you don't like the value. Yeah, like Kyler Murray and uh, Sam Darnold have like five touchdowns in three weeks rushing it in. Kyler Murray was running them in every week. Interesting. I'm trying to find it. Unfortunately, there's so many things you can bet on. (laughs) Tom Brady likes to uh, dive into the end zone at the goal line. Likes the quarterback sneak. Yeah, so you got to get like a really unathletic quarterback to score a running touchdown in order for it to be anything. I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. Let's try and find her in the break because there's like there's there's so many props that you have to go through. Let's see if we can find an over-under on combined passing yards tonight for Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. We'll come back. We got a lot more to do. We're halfway home. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Oh, it's my childhood right here. Little Twisted Sister. It is Thursday on the fan, and I the one guy on Twitter, I'm not happy with him, that said the game's easy. The game's not easy. I don't care what you tell me, because you can't tell me that, yes, Klaus Main sounds like a rocker. I'll give you that one. The other ones, no way. I'm sorry. Mick Jones, that's a, that's a random name. Eddie Ojeda, Bob Ojeda could be a sports guy. So. Correct. Wrong. And uh, to Vic, who direct messaged me, calling me whiny and wanted to know, in a filthy way that I can't repeat if Craig Carton and I made love last night. <laughs> but he said it in a very nasty, very graphic, nasty way. So I'm like, let me see what this guy's story is. Husband, father. <laughs> of course he is. 
<laughs> I wish you could repeat what he wrote. Uh, you can't. You can't. No, you so cannot. Graphic. Nor with, would I even retweet it. Right at five eighteen in the morning, he wrote this to me. <laughs> will you tell me later? Yeah. Okay. I will tell you later. <laughs> well, Eddie got very excited. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking at. So you know, we were talking about the the game tonight. Cardinals. Uh, Packers. Jerry is going to be an awesome game. You know, some of these player props are really where the fun's at. This betting just the games seems boring. boring. I agree. Because and we can't find the combined yards as no, a prop. Right, but they've got Aaron Rodgers at 263 and a half and they have Kyler Murray at 274 and a half. And so that that far exceeds the 500 by 30 yards that we were talking about. 38 yards. I combined yeah. it, Jerry. I did the math with a calculator, 538. There you go. But it's funny when you go into some of the like player player parlays. Yeah. And the odds are like Plus, Some of them are astronomical. So, like, plus 2,500 means what? If I bet $5. You bet 100 doing 2,500. Okay. Like, no, stop betting $5. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like this one, Jerry. Look, Kyler Murray, 350 yards passing and 50 yards rushing is plus 2,500. And that, you know what's crazy is I don't think that's nuts. <laughs> How about this one is nuts? The same odds, 2,500. Kyler Murray, 350 yards passing and five touchdowns. Oh, God. <laughs> that, to me, is more crazy than the 50 yards yes. rushing because it's one scramble. One scramble. That's all you need. Yeah, like, when you get inv- when you start going in deep on these um, oh, yeah. on these apps into the instead of just picking, like, over-unders and the point spread, boy, there's, there's a lot of things going on. And you here. never know, like, kind of like the basketball thing I said before. Yeah. You know what the odds must have been last night on a four-team parlay for those four teams to win last night? Right. The straight-up wins. That had to have been, right, nuts. Yes. Because they all had to have been underdogs. They lost to better teams. Yes. And I think, too, and I don't know this. I'd have to look. I didn't. I have not gotten taken a deep dive into the Bucks box score from last night. Maybe Giannis didn't play. I have no idea. I'd have to look. But just the fact that I can tell you for certainty, Booker, Aiton, and Paul played last night for the Suns. So it wasn't like Phoenix trotted out, you know, uh, five guys you never heard of, and they rested their stars. Like, they played, and they lost at home. It makes no sense. So, perhaps, I don't know. I'll check. But those those odds had to have been crazy. Yes. I would think a $100 bet on a four-team parlay like that would have paid thousands of dollars. Well, that's why I only bet $5, because I don't want to lose those bets. Well, I mean, yes, you only bet with what you can lose. Right. Well, with, well, with what I'll be happy losing. I wouldn't be uh, happy. No one's ever happy losing. No, but you owe $5. You're like, ah, that was fun. I threw a, uh, threw a wild thing out there. By the way, Giannis did play. See that? 35. Middleton played. Giannis played. Connickton played. Like, yeah. Giannis and Tumpatatupo. Yeah. And they, not only that, how about this? They lost by five. They got outscored by 10 at home. Or they outscored Minnesota by 10 in the fourth quarter, which means they were getting drilled after three. All right. Really I'll take your word for it, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Mike White will start at quarterback for the Jets this week. I guess Joe Flacco's not even going to suit up. Joe Flacco's not reporting to the team, I don't think, until tonight. Uh, Friday, they said. Yeah, I, I heard maybe, tonight or yeah, tomorrow tonight. morning, I think. Yeah. Personal reasons. I'd love to know what it, that is. My guess would be, and I don't know this, this comes back to, again, us as fans acting like idiots, like we have any idea what's going on in their lives. If I told you right now that Spike came in at 6 o'clock and yeah. said, Al, we have traded you. Do not trade me. To, I'm No, for real. You've been traded to the sports hub in Boston <laughs> or the fan in Dallas or All whatever. Right. You need a few days to get yes. this. Now, you don't even have kids. Right. You have a dog to take care of. You got to pack up your condo and figure out where the hell you're going to live, and we expect these guys to be like, okay, I'll be in Florham Park tomorrow. And and in some cases the guys are, and in other cases they need a couple of days. Like where he just got traded on Monday, right. so the fact that he needs three days to uproot his life and get up here, all right. Do you think they sent him the playbook? Yes, he's I think he's got familiar. everything. I think he's got everything on his iPad. You do? Yes, and 100%. he's just thumbing through it, and he's like, eh, let me take this week out, and already, then I already skip another week where I don't have to play. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we're into week, whatever, eight. I think it's very possible. You know what I heard? Was it the Rich Eisen show? On uh, I came across on TV the other day. I think it was the Eisen show. Maybe not. Uh might have been NFL Network. They were saying how how complicated the playbooks are for these rookie quarterbacks, and for anybody, really. But, when, you know, once you've been around the block, you kind of you get it a lot quicker. And they were saying Ben Roethlisberger, his first year, and I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe G even said it. I forget who it was. Said that Roethlisberger, they dumbed down the playbook for him his rookie year because he just it took him time and he wasn't grasping it. 
He had 11 plays. That's it. They had 11 basic plays to pull from. Now, there might have been different variations of those plays, but for the most part, he had to know 10 or 11 plays like the back of his hand, and that's what they went with, as opposed to here's a playbook that's got 500 pages in it. Yeah, well, Boomer has that binder that he has in his office from his Bengals playing days. It's a thick binder. Yeah. The hell's in that? (laughs) You think we're reinventing the wheel? Just be like down and out. I'll pump it till you go long. (laughs) You would think down and in. Do you think those basic plays would work in NFL football today? If I just got in a huddle, I was like, "Listen, this is well, very on a random game. I think they could. Yeah, very overwhelmed. You stay short. I'm gonna try to go deep here. Do you not think that doesn't happen? I yeah. I I feel like Brett Favre would pull something like that. I would think that there have been quarterbacks that have done that, and that they draw some not in the dirt anymore with turf, but that they have done things like that. Like where Brett Favre would be like, "You guys stay to the left here because I'm I want single coverage." On the right to go deep. I 100% think that happens. Because it's funny. Sometimes you'll see like a wide receiver on a play not move. Because he knows he's not getting the ball. (laughs) Or if it's a run play, he knows he doesn't even have to block anybody because he's so far out of the way. Selfish. Very selfish. (laughs) Good Lord. He's making a business decision, Jerry. Yeah, I suppose so. But I do think that happens. Yeah. So Mike White, I'm going to pick Mike White to throw for 350 yards and five touchdowns. What do you think those odds would be? Kind of astronomical odds. That would be... That, so he threw for now. I know they were losing, so he was throwing every time anyway. But he did show an ability to throw the ball down the field. He threw for 202 yards. Did I know he was picked off a couple of times. He did have the touchdown pass. My question would be, do you think they let Mike White play quarterback? Yes. Or do you think they go into this game and say, listen, we're going to run the ball on first and second no. down and don't screw up third down. I think you got nothing to lose. Let Mike White air it out. I agree. Air, air Mike White. I completely agree. Uh, the Houston Chronicle, Jerry, they're a very notable uh, newspaper down in Houston, uh, says that the Texans and the Dolphins have a deal in place. Good for them. But with one caveat, as they say, that the Deshaun Watson situation has to be solved before, the, before it's a done deal. Great. We'll talk to you next year then because <laughs> the trade deadline is the second. That's coming up. It's Tuesday. Oh. You think all these lawsuits are going to be settled by <laughs> yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, we'll settle, settle them all by Tuesday, Jerry. I mean, come come on. And then I guess they uh, ran down Tua Tagovailoa. Yes. How is that? Tua! 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 <laughs> he was so excited for Tua. Tua Tagovailoa at Alabama. <laughs> he had quite a career. He's my wife! Yes! 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 <laughs> I'm being serious now yeah. to circle back. You don't think someone like that's into a GM search? No, he's a nut. What do you think most of us are? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think most I of us think, are nuts. I think, I think a it's a very are. tiny percentage. A lot of us are. But that tiny percentage but in a lot a, of cases drives this. But he's the talk show host. So Yeah, but no, 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 no. Time out, time out, time out. He was a contest winner That's true. that was a nut job like that right. before he got the job. Might have been crazier before getting the job. Right, now he's actually knows how to put it into boxes. He's toned it down a little bit. He's anyway, they chased down Tua. Tua! Yeah. And uh, it was a weird way. He, I guess they were asking him, like, hey, he probably. You know, he's been asked for the last couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. It was a weird way to say this. He said, I guess they asked him, do you feel wanted by the Dolphins with all of this talk? And he said, I don't not feel wanted. <laughs> okay. Do you feel wanted? Like, you'd be like, well, I, I don't I not. I did a pass, no. <laughs> I don't not feel wanted. I guess he's just, whatever. He didn't know what to say. He's got No, because he probably knows in the back of his mind he might end up in Houston soon. Yeah. So don't say anything stupid. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Do you feel wanted by the Dolphins? No. And I hate Houston. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm really, going to Houston? I really, I'll say as a backup quarterback, to be yeah. honest. I want to live here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I could back him up. Did you see the tornadoes in Houston from the other day? Tornadoes go oh, down there? Oh, my Lord. Uh, in the, Texas? They I rolled through that. Texas the other day. Is that I was right? watching. I was actually watching the uh, CBS Evening News last oh. night with Nora O'Donnell. They had. This is what I don't understand. I know I'll take a break in one second. A, I don't understand how ABBA broke up, but we'll get to that in a minute. ABBA. They just released a new song after 30 Super years, but whatever. Swedish group, ABBA. Um, the other thing is, in terms of the storms, people are so close to this tornado, and they're taking video of it in their car, yeah. and they're shrieking in fear. Drive! Why are you standing there watching it? You have doubt? Because you need, you need uh, content, Jerry. This is, we're no, in a come content on. world. 
Yeah, but yeah, you want to die that way? I don't. But they have those storm chasers. They've been doing but that. But I since... don't know that these were storm chasers because they like there were women in the car because you could hear their voice. They were terrified. Oh, they were trying to leave, get away and from yet, the turnout and video. And, and there was one that ripped across time. the highway and yeah. then like blew up a power line. It is crazy. So, yeah, and then I be... saw the bomb cyclone video too. Oof. Bomb cyclone? Oh my lord! Blew up a transformer somewhere. Not good. So we didn't really play these games this on Sunday and Monday night in a bomb cyclone. No, it never hit Seattle. Right. It, it was a possibility, but it didn't hit, at least not at the time of the game. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. Right now, though, an Odyssey Sportsman at Amy Lawrence on the tough break for the Arizona Cardinals. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes. We'll get you Boomer and Geo here in just a moment. Nets lose, Astros win. We've got uh, tonight something. Knicks, Bulls tonight in Chicago. Big yeah, game. so that's interesting, Jerry. So locally, New York City, metro area, New Jersey, Long Island, Staten Island, all those towns, will people be more tuned into Knicks at Chicago Bulls? Knicks, Bulls. Or Packers at Cardinals? Oh. Oh, oh. Uh, mm, oh, that's oh, a, and oh. you know what's interesting is, is the interesting. Knicks are not starting till ten after eight, right? Because that's a TNT and this, game, I and believe. This game's an eight fifteener, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good one. I might. That is a hmm. good one, Jerry. I'm gonna say. Well, they're both on. Well, what is it? What is the uh, the uh, football game's on? What NBC? Doesn't matter. Where's the football game on? People find it. People find they football. Do it's on Fox. I'm gonna say football will get the bigger rating. Oh, it's, it's on it. Fox Time compared to TNT. It, right. Yes. Yeah. And yet, if you come on tomorrow morning and do Packers Cardinals, people are going to say, "Your New York local sports station, you should do Knicks." Well, we're gonna it depends the on the Knicks. game. Don't worry about. I it. think we'll if the game, if it's thirty-one-seven Cardinals, right? No one cares. Still, well, now if you Knicks. have an instant classic and it's thirty-five twenty-eight, and Kyler Murray scores right. the game-winning touchdown, suddenly we don't 30, care about the Knicks. I think I think that becomes secondary. It doesn't mean you don't care about them. Well, did the Knicks win in overtime? I think it depends. I don't think you well, can just put that. Both come down to the wire, Jerry. Um, I well, think you well, could time take. Out. It's you not can... Mike White versus Davis Mills. I think it's you Aaron could... Rodgers right? versus Kyler Murray. I think either exactly. one's fine. Either one's fine. If you're talking about two thrilling finishes. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station. The fan is your station. We want to hear from you. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. 